No one across the wide world of golf, outside of maybe somebody who was uh, on the scene in the Bahamas, nobody was as deep into the Hero World Challenge as Kyle Porter. Welcome back to the First Cut Podcast with Kyle Porter. Kyle, four days of live blogging, shot by shot, you had it all. Do you feel like uh, there was anything that you could have missed from the Hero World Challenge? Well, you know, I, I think that Francesco Molinari short game uh was a, was a was a little bit lacking <laughs> now it, it was uh what a time to be alive you know tigers tigers playing four rounds pain free apparently um it, it was fun you know I, it, it was more it was more fun than i thought it would be i still have i think a little bit of tiger fatigue you know i, I saw i was at uh, at church on sunday morning early and and it, you know, my friends there, all anybody wanted to talk about at church was, oh, Tiger, you know, what, what, what's it been like? You know, how, how's, how's he doing? How's he look? And I'm like, my gosh, like, I don't want to talk about this at church or outside of it, just anywhere. Like, I don't want to talk about it. <laughs> but everybody else does. And that's, you know, that's good for uh, us. That's good for golf. That's good for the PGA Tour. And, and it is, uh, I think, encouraging for uh, the the upcoming major season of 2018. I was excited that he drove the ball well and did not appear to be in pain because some of my favorite Tiger memories as a Tiger fan are when he's just getting after it, just attacking the ball. And the fact that um, the fact that all that seemed to be going off as planned and maybe even better than he imagined that he would be playing at that moment kind of had me uh, readjusting because you, all right, you've got three rounds in the 60s. You got the 175 on Saturday. You've got a pretty decent putting performance overall for Tiger on the week. Uh, how it yeah. looks like, like let's, let's break this down. I mean, we, we've got to treat him like, what did he jump? He jumped like 500 spots in the world rankings or something <laughs> stupid like that. But, uh, but let's, let's adjust this. He's not going to play a, a packed schedule, but this is a professional who went out and did not look like uh, the water was too deep against some of the best players in the world. So let's, we got to give him the fair shake. Like, what'd you see from his game? What'd you like? What did you think was lacking? Well, a lot of people have have kind of made note of of the swing, right? Like how oh, I wish you wouldn't go after it so hard. I wish you wouldn't, um, you know, try to get his ball speed up to whatever 180 miles an hour or whatever it was. And I I have sort of been in that camp for a while, and I think this tournament sort of took me out of that camp, and it was something that. Chris Solomon of, of No Ain't Up said this, and I, it really resonated with me. He said something about how, look, if he's going to do this, he needs to do this the way that he's always done it. you know. And if the back is good, then it's good. And if it's not, then it's not. And I sort of subscribe to that theory. And so I think that's why if you watch the Hero World Challenge, I mean, he hit, Chip, he hit some some long irons. Uh, from like 260 out, 245, two, whatever it was, and and chase them, and it was like, oh my gosh, I'm I'm weak, my knees are weak. <laughs> yeah. This is unbelievable. Yeah, like, we it, we haven't seen this. We haven't seen uh, the new crop hit two irons like my man can. It, I mean, and 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 just the trajectory, you you could see it off the ground. You could see it from the camera angle that it was at. It, it that that part. 
And the driver, and, and here's the thing, and, and I, this might be just me making things up. I am not a, I'm not a swing expert. I don't know the golf swing all that well. But it seemed like as the week wore on, he got more flexible and more loose and not less. Mm. And I think because some of these videos that he was tweeting out in October and, and, and November or whatever, his swing looked uh, it's stiff. Like I, I described it, it looked like he needed to like real, like he had diarrhea and he was trying to not let it go. Like <laughs> as he was swinging, that's a, that's a, that's a horrendous visual for people that are listening. But that's sort of what it looked like to me. And it seemed like as the week wore on, as he, you know, as he hit more and more and more shots that he got looser and not more stiff. And I feel like that's sort of the opposite of what's happened in the past. So, I just think that if you're a Tiger fan, if if you if you want him to be around for a long time, I I don't know how you could have been more encouraged by by what took place in the Bahamas. Over under 0.5 tournament wins for Tiger Woods in the next two seasons. Uh, two seasons, I would go over that. Okay, but it but yeah. not but you would go under for one season. Yeah, I th- that's my yeah. my thought is like, I I absolutely think that if he can stay healthy and if this play continues, there's a win out there. There is a win out there. Now, where is it? Obviously, matters in terms of uh, in terms of you know <laughs> yeah. how we respond to it, but um, and in terms of you know what the impact is for Tiger's career, you know, like one win at Augusta is very different than a win, let's say. Uh, where, where do you know his tiger tiger schedule? By the way, well, no, we don't. He he hasn't announced it. Um, is he still he, getting into WGC events? Like, could he go to Bridgestone? No, oh, okay. no, he can't. He can't go to the WGCs. Uh, this is actually the last year. 2018 is the last year that he automatically automatically qualifies for the U.S. Open. Um, even though he, he's going to get some exemptions if he's still playing after that. Um, so it's going to be, I, I don't know, it, it's its going to be interesting because it seems like, and I'm not sure how to reconcile these two things, it seems like he wants to play a lot. Like he is all about it right now. Like he's playing with the, with the you know, his homies every day and like he's hes in. But also he has a, he has a four times uh, surgically repaired back to think about right. and Couple that with the fact that he's never really played that many events on the PGA Tour, and and I'm not, I I, I don't know, I'm confused about what his schedule is going to look like. Um, I think he's probably going to play Torrey Pines, which I'm not totally in love with, uh, but he he's you know he's won a ton there. He always plays there. I think that's probably when we'll see him again, uh, and then just kind of go from there I, I i think the run-up to augusta is going to be incredibly interesting chip because he's going to play the genesis open at riviera his foundation is involved there now um if if he's healthy if he's still playing uh he is going to play what else is he going to play is he's the genesis play Ar- is the genesis open after tory tory pines is late january right yes yeah, tory pines is late january genesis open is beginning of february He's going to play Arnold Palmer, I think, uh, middle of March. But those are the only three kind of leading up that 
he would normally play, but he would also play these these WGCs that are that lead up to the to the Masters. So does he replace that? I guess he would also play Honda Classic. So, you know, will he play Honda? Will he play Houston the week before the Masters? Will he play something like, uh, like a Valspar or um, like a Sony Open or a Humana or, or something like that? I, I think. I think kind of those three months leading up to Augusta are going to be really fascinating in terms of what he wants to do with his schedule. Again, if if he maintains his his health. The um, all right. So, what did you before we move on from Tiger in particular? Um, where where again? Where do you think there was uh like spots during? Because you again props to you you were live blogging every bit <laughs> of this like take me through your confidence uh not not like your confidence but as you saw him grind through uh the four rounds what were what to you were sort of so either the highlights or the lowlights yeah that's a good question you know it, it was funny because at the beginning of the at the very beginning of the week on thursday i would sort of cringe every time he would he would he would make a move at the ball Cause you're like, oh, oh, he's swinging so hard. Like, is he is he gonna fall out? Is he gonna collapse? You know, we've <laughs> we've seen that so yeah, many yeah. times, and you're just so like, oh, I that's don't, that's I don't our think. muscle memory. Like our muscle memory when he starts chasing it like that is like waiting for him to start limping in like three yeah. holes. Yeah, and um, so that that improved, I guess, as the week went on. So that by Sunday. When he's on the back nine and he's chasing shots, you're like, oh yeah, like he's Tigers can, and it, and it's sort of like, I, I I don't I don't want to make too much out of this or 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 whatever, but it, this is sort of remarkable what what he has done, and and I don't know the exact timeline, and I don't know how truthful he's been about the exact timeline, but think about at the Presidents Cup. Presidents Cup is the very end of September, and he's talking about how he's not really swinging, and he's kind of just rehabbing and whatever and you're like oh well tiger's gonna take six months or whatever he's gonna do and literally less than 60 days later you're like oh my gosh tiger's like has the 16th fastest ball speed on the pga tour (laughs) yeah no 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 no. and less than 60 days later i'm like oh my god tiger's gonna win this thing let's go (laughs) like i yelped in a way that I did not think I had fandom. Like, uh, I was just, it it was the, um, the putt from off the green to save par had me yelp like a puppy in my house all by all alone. I was like, Like, I was taken back to just, I, I don't know, man. Like, again, I am, I am of a certain vintage where I was allowed to be, total crazed fan for a large portion of his greatness and i was i mean i just i remember pacing around like my playroom uh just like come on tucker and i was just right i was right back there uh starting thursday like it was i was in like yeah and it's just it's it's crazy to me how far and it it almost doesn't seem real And, and so either his back was basically okay at the president's cup and he just hadn't started swinging yet 
or I, I don't know. I don't know what the what the alternative is because his progression has just been insane. I mean, it's not like it's not like he progressed from not swinging to like swinging where you or I is at. He he progressed to like hitting shots that Dustin Johnson and Ricky Fowler are hitting. And I, I get it. Like he's got. The, the 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 skill the talent whatever it hasn't left him but just f- to be physically capable of being able to do that sort of blew me away um he, he beat I, I, dustin I, johnson by eight strokes yeah and <laughs> it, it was just I, I don't know that part of it was was crazy to me so i i thought that his <laughs> his driving at the at the beginning of the week was outrageous because you're like if and I tweeted this tiger drove it like this. And again, like they're, they're not playing a, you know, 30 yard wide fairway at the U S open. It's, it's very spacious. So uh, that has to be taken into consideration. But I was like, if tiger had driven it like this in his prime, he would have won 24 majors instead of, (laughs) instead of 14. It it was, it was crazy. I I think that that kind of waned a little bit as the week wore on. But, you know, I, I thought that his, his short game was a little shaky, and and that's to be expected. And, and and I don't even the chipping, whatever. He had two bad chips, but to me, his speeds on his putts at times were were really really bad. And I mean, he's Hank Haney said this in his book. He's the best lag putter of in history ever. Not even close. Like the best lag putter of all time. And uh, he probably always will be, and and he just he he, he wasn't that over over last week, and I, I wouldn't have expected that. I mean, I, how could you after he hasn't basically played in over two years? Um, so I think that that needs a lot of work. His short game in general needs a lot of work. Um, but I don't know, man. It, I, I I thought it was I thought it was pretty impressive, and just the trajectory and i was thinking about this like how good he's not gonna win a ton or he's probably won't win a major or whatever but just the idea that we could get on a sunday tiger and spieth tiger and jt for a major championship what, what, what if we get what if we get not next year but what if in 2019 tiger and spieth are in the final round at a or in the final pairing at augusta on sunday oh, what is th- that gonna be like oh through the roof I mean, and I don't mean just the tiger part of it. Like everybody will focus on the tiger part of it, but I'm talking about this is this is the old, you know, the old guard trying to prove that he's still that he's still got it. And I, I I'm jumping way ahead. I should not be doing that. But that those are the things that I that I think about whenever I'm I'm seeing what his trajectory is back onto the PGA Tour. The the aspect of him. Um, even making like him him being in play on a sunday him playing on a sunday at the major <laughs> is going to be something that's going to like the 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 first time you're just going to be uh looking for all of the expanded coverage masters app like whatever it is featured groups whatever we need to do to be able to see every single shot of it even if he's teeing off early and he's eight strokes back you're you're going to want to see it Absolutely. Yeah. And I think that, you know, you're talking about parts of his game. I I think the part that I'm most curious about, I think he'll, I think he'll putt well again. I think his short game will be good again. Obviously his, his iron play has always been elite, but 
if he's swinging as hard as he is with the driver, and to me it looks like he's swinging like late 90s Tiger or like college Tiger. You're just like, holy cow, like how hard are you swinging? And and the worry there is is in yes injury, but also can you can you keep it in a fairway? Like I I know that you can in the Bahamas, I know that you it doesn't matter as much at Augusta, but what about when you get to like an Open or the PGA Championship? Are you gonna you know? And then you start getting into like him hacking it out of rough at a U.S. Open or whatever, and that can go badly both injury wise and score wise in a hurry. So. I'm I'm pretty curious about the way his driving kind of progresses over the next few months and and hopefully years. Okay, this is a hundred percent biased take. He's forty one, going to be turning forty two soon. Jack was forty six for the eighty six yep. Masters when yeah. he chased down uh, was it Tom Kite and Greg Norman with a sixty five on Sunday. I think. It is not crazy to say that, given health, Tiger Woods could have an 86 Masters moment in the next four to five years. Well, and I think the thing that's important to remember as we talk about this, we're, we, we are, and I think the way that we're talking about this, we are presuming uh, a healthy Tiger over the next five or six years. Right. Like, just in, in, in everything that we're saying here. Because, obviously... And this is a thing that I've been saying for the last few weeks. If he's not healthy, that's that's it. That's All of it's out the window. Yeah. Curtains, it's over. Like you're not you're not coming back from. There is no next surgery. Like he, there, there's not a, you uh, you know the, the, that's it. And so like you have to just sort of presume uh, a healthiness when you talk about the future of Tiger because if he's not healthy, then it's then it's over. Um, all that being said, I don't I don't think it's I don't think it's crazy to think that that could, um, that that could happen. You know, I, I think one of the things that, that we get into is as golfers get older and you, you've seen this with Phil over the last three or four years is it gets, and this sounds absurd, I know, but it gets difficult to walk a course for four days. Mm-hmm. Uh, that, that becomes an issue with golfers like Phil Mickelson, who's, uh, what is he? 47. Right. And with Tiger, I was a little worried about that, which again, it sounds silly, but I don't, he's so fit and he's so, uh, you know, athletic and active that I don't think that's going to be an issue for, for quite a while. I think it will be at some point because it's, it is at some point for everyone. Um, but yeah, I mean, it, it's just, it, to me, it's, it's about the consistency. Can you stay consistent? Uh, and, and, and that's the thing, Chip, about this year's Hero World Challenge. He was way more consistent this year than he was, you know, he led the field in birdies or whatever in 2016, but he had like four double bogeys and eight bogeys or whatever it was. He was far more consistent, uh, even though, you know, he didn't have that singular 65, uh, this time around, he was just more consistent all the way around. And so I think that's incredibly encouraging if you're a Tiger fan going into 2018. All right, speaking of the birdie train, we can't talk about this tournament without talking about Ricky Fowler winning this thing with a 61 on Sunday, birdieing his first seven holes, uh, a lights-out performance for him on the final round. Is this a – would you say that this performance for Fowler, do you – as you're looking – zooming out a little bit, do you package this in as the close of what was 
a really, really strong 2017 in terms of his form and his play? Or is this something where you look at this and you look at it as the beginning, as like a, a springboard to give him uh, a little bit of confidence or continued success as you go into 2018? Well, I think with Fowler, so here's the thing. I, I was looking at, he's had, I think, 18 or 19 top 10s over the last two years. So 16, 17, and, and uh, now we're into the 18, 17, 18 season. So that's three seasons, two years. He's had 19 top 10s, um, but only, I think, uh, three wins. Is that right? Two the or three wins? Sony, or the Honda Classic. Um, the, this one. And did he win in 16? I, I can't I that's bad that I can't remember I, I don't think he did I think he lost Phoenix and that was it um so he's had all these top tens but but the thing that the thing with Fowler and and I, I this this is going to sound stupid or crazy or whatever because this is not a measurable thing but he doesn't seem to have this sort of innate sense of the rhythm of a tournament and what I mean by that is Ooh. Tournaments are, are 72 holes, and, and obviously. And <laughs> Jordan Spieth seems to have this just awareness of like that he, that he peaks at the very end. And again, this sounds ludicrous, and it's not based on any numbers or, or stats or anything like that, but it seems like Spieth just always ends up on the, at the very top at the very end. We saw that at the Open this year, right? If the tournament is 70 or 68 holes he loses if it's 74 holes he he you know he might lose or whatever and for whatever reason i never get the sense that fowler sort of has that built-in uh clock that he's that he's measuring the tournament it seems like he just plays four rounds and if he has the lowest score then he wins the tournament and again i, I might be reading way too much into that that might be the worst take ever but that's sort of the sense I get when I watch him. And so sometimes you're going to get a 61 on a Sunday and he wins the tournament. But he he, he just – he doesn't, to me, under, or he, he doesn't have that built-in kind of understanding of the rhythm of a tournament as much as some other guys. Is it a clock? I mean, I, I, mean, I know that sounds uh, – it's almost like the mental clock of a quarterback, I guess. This is, you know, like you got to know when to be able to – like how, how to – I don't know the the timing of when to put your foot on the gas. I, yeah. I like this. I like the speed um, comparison there because then it's then it's more of like figuring out the the game plan to approach the entire week has always been something that Spieth will even talk about. You know, with reporters, you know, being able to come up with the plan um, and figure out you know how to how to put yourself in a position to win. I I don't think have you have you mentioned that before. That's a very I it's, it's I know you said it sounds ludicrous, but it's a pretty good Fowler take in terms of his statistically his game has been like top shelf and I feel like you end up picking yeah. him a lot or I end up picking yeah. him a lot for a lot of tournaments cuz you're like god, I mean this guy's just been locked in like swing to swing, hold to hold, like tournament to tournament, the everything is just coming out great, but the the last little bit of that is yeah, but sometimes winning, like getting finishing number one, is a lot more about when you're able to to accelerate and decelerate throughout a tournament. Is that kind of what you're saying? Yeah, yeah, it is. And and you know, you have to factor 
you have to factor so many different things into every you, you make so many decisions throughout a, the round uh, or a round at a golf tournament and it seems like he makes every decision in the exact same way so it, it almost seems like whatever his decision is going to be on on the 13th hole on sunday is is the exact same as it would be on the third hole on thursday and it does it, it never feels like he factors in like where he's at in the tournament right uh, what what day it is how much how much time he has like we saw this at the US Open this year he's in the was he in the last group second to last group second something to like last that. group i think and you're like you you got to you got to fire some flags ricky like it's kepka's you know Kepka's he's pulling away with this thing right now you got you got to make something happen and he just and 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 this benefits him a lot, right? Like it, it's it, his ability to just sort of stay within himself for every single shot is is incredibly beneficial. It means he never gets you know out over his skis. He never he, he never ha- he never like crashes and burns. It seems like, but he just it, there's not that I don't I, and it, there's not even a word for it. I don't even know like what what the word is I'm trying to say, but compare what he did it or what he didn't do at the U S open with what Spieth did at the open championship where, um, the, the par three, what was it? The 13th hole, I think right after that, just right after disaster 12. at 12, he almost aces it. Yeah. And it's like, that's <laughs> whatever that is. I don't know what it is, but that's the thing that you have to have to, to close golf tournaments. And, and it's a shot that I don't remember where the pin was or whatever, but he just went after it. And he did this after he collapsed at Augusta in fifteen or in uh, sixteen as well. He went after the next three flags, and it's like these are the things you have to do. It's not always going to end well. You're not always going to win, but those are the things that you have to do to win a golf tournament at the very end. Uh, yeah. Following back, by the way, no Ricky Fowler wins in the calendar year of 2016. Uh, yeah. Then back with the Honda Classic, and then like you mentioned earlier, this is not a PGA Tour event, but. Uh, the closing out with another win. So, I mean, for for a player as good as Fowler, when you when we're zooming out and when we're looking back down the line, like when we when we cycle back for another round of over unders, that's Fowler's is one where I think I don't remember what I said it at the first time, but it's it's almost like a I think that this is a world class golfer. I think it's a potential Hall of Fame caliber golfer but the number of total wins might just have you going like, huh? Okay. Yeah. I, uh, yeah. Very interesting. Yeah, totally. And you know, it it gets, it's hard because people are like, ah, Jonathan bird has more wins than, than Ricky. And you're like, ah, yeah, that's true. But Ricky's schedule is also a little different than Jonathan birds, you know? So it's, it's, um, it's difficult when you're when you're grading sort of on this uh, on this scale or on this curve with with the elite guys, um, but that's the position he's put himself in, and and uh, you know needs to win more. I, I think he will, I guess, but you know when when is it going to happen? When's the major going to happen? Whatever. I, I think those are legitimate questions that people ask. All right, as we're starting to uh, look forward, we talked a little bit about um, the the events that are coming up because we've got a little bit uh got a little bit of a time time off after the after ye old qbe shootout uh down in (laughs) naples 
Um, where where do you think things heat up again? Are, are is that are we turning our attention back at for the Sony Open? Well, my my favorite part of the beginning of a uh, of a calendar year is that there's like four different opening days for golf. the The first one is oh, it's you know tournament of champions opening day golf 2018. You're like, well, yeah, there's like 29 people there. So then you're like. Oh, Sony Open opening day. This is it. Golf's back. We're we're here, and you're like, well, okay. Is there anybody good in that field? And then it's Tory Pines with Tiger. You're like, oh, this is it. And then it's like the Masters. You're like, golf's here, and it's like, well, what what are we doing here? You know, how how many tournaments have we played? But I don't know. I I think for me, it's um, it's probably Tory, just because that's such a great field. It's the first sort of network uh, TV event, which I know that. It's 2018. That doesn't really mean as much, but uh, it just feels like a bigger deal than than the you know the tournaments that precede it. So for me, it's it's um, it really gets cranking at Tory at, at the end of January. Even though I think the Hawaii tournaments uh, and what's after that, Humana and Phoenix. No, no, we got one career, it's, uh, We got and by the way. Don't forget both those Hawaii tournaments. That's where JT started his Player of the Year season. Yep. Um, so definitely worth worth keeping it for that reason. Worth keeping an eye on career builder between the Sony Open and Torrey Pines, uh, the Arizona State Invitational, of course, always during Super Bowl weekend. Um, then Pebble Beach, Genesis, Honda. Then into March we go Puerto Rico and Mexico, Valspar. Arnold Palmer, WGC. I, Mexico's fun. I forgot that that they. Well, I didn't forget, but it just you reminded me that that tournament got moved there. That was a great tournament last year with DJ and I think Rory led for a while. Fleetwood was in the mix. That was that was fantastic. So yeah, I, I love the sort of lead up from Tory into Augusta. I think there's a ton of great tournaments in there. Riviera is fantastic. Um, but for me, it's, it's uh, Tory in terms of the, the, the high level of golf really getting going again. Absolutely. He is Kyle Porter. You can follow him on Twitter at Kyle Porter CBS. You can follow me at chip underscore Patterson. Uh, thank you very much. As always, make sure you subscribe, review and rate. We're just gonna, we're going to keep doing this because we enjoy doing it. Uh, and we, we love chatting golf. So, uh, let us know if there's anything that you want to hear any odd over unders hit us up on Twitter because we'll definitely take them into consideration. As we just mentioned, the schedule gives us some time right here to, uh, to take it off the board. So we'll be more than happy to Kyle. Thank you very much. Absolutely, Chip. Hey, we need to do a uh, let's do a mailbag at some point. People can send in questions, and we can just riff on stuff. Oh, a hundred percent mailbag. That'd be great. Mailbag yeah. episode next. The sooner, yeah, let's... sooner you hit us up, the sooner it gets <laughs> turned around. Hit us up with the mailbag. All right, thanks, dude. Okay, Chip.